0: Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H E L P.com slash iFanboy.
1: This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 751, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you who are washing their hands, wearing their masks, and being good citizens. The price of my love is not a price that you're willing
0: to pay. You cry in your tea, which you heard in the sea when you see me go by. Why so sad? Remember we made an arrangement
1: when you went away. Hello welcome to my fanboy, Pickle League episode 751. I am Connor Kilpatrick. This is, this is Josh Lanigan.
0: Hello. It's a short one this week. It is? It's a
1: regular-sized one.
0: Okay, yeah. I was like, it's short? How do we know that
1: now? <laughs> I'm still tired from last week. Okay. We are iFanboy. And every week we read a bunch of comics. One of us picks one they like the best. We call it the pick of the week. Although that's been a challenge as of late.
0: Sure has. Like. And I'm, I'm wondering, is it me or is it them? And it's I don't know.
1: We'll talk about that book, other books from the week. The patron pick. Listener mail. if we have time. We'll have fun. Spoiler warning: There'll be. This is a review show. There'll be spoilers. Exercise caution. Use the show notes. This week, Josh, you had the pick.
0: I did, and it was the pick of the week is Fantastic Four number twenty four. Um, but that was not reached without some soul searching. I really, I feel like we do this a lot now, but uh, you know, I I enjoyed the books I read. I did. I think it was uh, a lot of solid three and three quarter stars. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's where it was, but. There was not much in terms of a standout, and there wasn't. And the ones that were better were kind of better in the same way that we've already talked about. So there wasn't a lot of extra to it. So uh, I went, I entered into consultation with my partner here, mm-hmm. um, which is something that rarely happens. Uh, True, and it was not. It was not like tell me what to do. I was like, what are you thinking? Because the idea is, you know, you guys have have listened to the show, and. When we talk to each other, sometimes something will occur that hadn't, and that will sort of change the the uh the way you're thinking and so uh it came down to between Marvel's X and Fantastic Four uh, yeah. and uh, I went with Fantastic Four because it was kind of delightful, and it was an aside from all the stuff that was happening. It was just like let's go back and expand on this one little moment that happened in fantastic four50 something years ago right um. And so it was sort of an old timey story, and and you know I I had wondered coming back to this book after the um, Empire stuff, I was like, well, please don't let this be, you know, and, and and really as a as a move, and let's remember, Dan Slott, you know, was half of Empire, uh, yep. you know, coming back into this and just being like, well, let's do this kind of story, this sort of like, uh, throwback of the time that, um, Iceman uh, was with the Fantastic Four while Johnny Storm was off having a temper tantrum, <laughs> and you know it was it was equal parts um, modern and and um, and throwbacky. It was it's was just that, and I, Dan Slott's very good at that because he's a person who's very familiar with the old comics. He grew up with them, and he he understands them and appreciates them and likes them, and is pretty good at bringing them into modern comics. I think, which is a real skill. I think, uh, you know, Kurt Busiek is another guy who does that really well in a different flavor. but
1: He rides the line very, very well. Yeah, uh, and it, and
0: it doesn't always work, I, you know, but, like, I, I was really not into the Spider-Man stuff he did, but Fantastic Four lends itself more to that than Spider-Man, I think. Um, Fantastic Four, in, in its essence, is 60s goofy. There's almost no way to get around it. And I think that... Yeah. And, and I, do, I also think that when this book gets too serious, uh, it loses something. It doesn't work, which...
1: Yeah, this is the tone I really liked in the Fantastic Four. First of all, I, I, it's a great Nick Bradshaw cover. He's yeah. been doing the covers, but this one is pr- really particularly very good. Um, and I, I like you I, when I saw. First of all, it was a little confusing because there's a giant banner across the top because the second half of this issue, was, I didn't even read it. it was I started to,
0: and I was like, "Oh no!" A tie into
1: Fortnite. <laughs> I didn't. A, a, a Fortnite licensing deal. That's fine. This is that's what they do, but. Hey, there they got they got they
0: got top numbers on it, it got top names on it. You know, <laughs> like, I was yeah, like, there was Bonnie some Gates. confusion
1: about if even this whole issue was like a
0: mm-hmm.
1: a thing or if it was. But that was just the second half of the issue, yeah. which was double sized.
0: So we're not talking uh, about that.
1: No, <laughs> I didn't even read it. I, I won't read anything Greg Land does. Um, uh, but once I saw it, it was like a one shot throwback story. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then it was delightful, and the Paco Medina art you know, did a good job of sort of replicating 60s style, if not, you know, not trying to do 60s style. You know, the, I feel like the characters were thicker. You know, Reed had this big jaw. They they used some technique to try to replicate the dot pitch coloring, which didn't necessarily work, but at least lent itself to making it feel different.
0: Yeah, and, and you um, know, like, the, there was the design of the time. So, like, that Iceman was what Iceman used to look like, yeah. you know, back S- then. the snow
1: guy with the boots. It's just so strange he's wearing boots and not, like, underwear.
0: Well, here's the deal. Not a lot of traction with ice. That's true.
1: <laughs> friction boots. So, I mean, everyone, you know, is wearing 60s clothing and 60s suit has the 60s Bob haircut. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, you've got those unbeatable Fantastic Four costumes and the old X-Men costumes, which are terrific. And it was just a lot of fun. And this is a reset issue after Empire. You know, those two kids, the Skrull kid and the Kree kid are living with them. They're officially been adopted by... Ben and Alicia, mm-hmm. and they're going to have a big dinner to celebrate, and then that's when things go awry. Johnny, John, you know, they call um, Franklin back, who's been hanging out in Krakoa, getting his ears pierced, doing this rebellious scene I, I have playing. a
0: comment about that. I'll get to it later.
1: <laughs> and uh, so Iceman brings him back, and and the Fantastic Four scanner at the door says, enter members of the Fantastic Four, and Iceman goes, oh, I guess I'm still considered a member. And that's when you, you have the Johnny Storm... Uh, freak out, and then a the flashback to when he had quit. And Bobby temporarily for one day became a member of the Fantastic Four. I thought it was a really fun story. I liked the flashback, you know, Bobby being ostracized and then, you know, sort of leaving his group in a similar way to to um, Johnny, but out of pain instead of, mm-hmm. what you know, tantrum. And then being accepted by the Fantastic Four family for one day and then it, it all got righted. Plus you had some sweet aim. Uh, with the giant tank situations in, in New York and then sort of a greatest hits flashback of villains that they fought. I just thought this was really well drawn, tons of fun. I, I really enjoyed reading it a lot. It was, it, when I finished reading it I was going like, oh, that was that, that was just delightful.
0: It really was well drawn. And and also the, the coloring from Jesus aberto I thought was perfect. Yeah, great. It was perfect. Again, you're striding the line a little bit for most of the flashbacky stuff it was uh like one uh almost one tone but just slightly modernized and yeah. uh i i yeah it was the package is really nice but and it was it's I, I, I mean this in the best way it was out of place um it like the 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 way that johnny storm acted was much more like he acted in the 60s it was like the mm-hmm. oh this character's had no uh development at all Which isn't really true. Yeah. Oh, I get it. That's a metaphor. Um, You know, and I, like, just the very fact that Sue was mad about him getting an earring, that is so not a thing now. You know, like, I mean, first of all, he can create worlds. Right. Second of all, like, he puts on his little jacket over his (laughs) tights. And, you know, know, he has an old-timey X-Men, unit. he's wearing, like, uh, 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 cyclops old uniform for some well, that's reason Well, the, that's the standard x-men yeah.
1: uniform like if you don't have your own uniform that's what the sort of the background yeah. x-men wear and like so he's but, the- but
0: he's got like a 90s short jacket on yeah, with a yeah hood and, he, and he had the earring and his mom was really upset about the earring and i was like yeah have you seen kids today you know but but the fact is the whole thing was a little you know superhero norman rockwell and yeah. i think that was really fun and, and just you know just flipping through those uh flashback pages uh, you know, Paco Medina put on a little clinic here, I think. Yeah. Uh
1: that in- first page with the flashback on page seven
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the digital reader, the bottom panel, they just like you know, Reed's got the square draw and there's the bot like it's all it just looks very classic. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, Willie um, Lumpkin. Willie Lumpkin. And I just love those old outfits. Like it's just it's it just looks really terrific. look <laughs> at the little expression
0: on Ben's face in that panel. It's, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a really, like, and I think one of the reasons that it was harder to choose is that it stood out, but in a very subtle way, like, it just, it was not a thing I was looking for, so Mm -hmm. it took a little bit, but it really it really was, uh, it was delightful, and it was a nice, like, this is the same guy who, who wrote a lot of that story that you and I had a lot of problems with, you know, a week ago, I mean, he didn't write it a week ago, but Right. I, I like that. I like that, that there's uh there's a nice where, wherewithal to know how to adjust and do, do a different thing. Or even just having the the inclination, like, oh, I'll do something different today. And I like that. Um. Yeah. And for now, this really
1: works. I I don't know, going forward, how much these kids are going to get annoying,
0: mm-hmm. you know? But Yeah. It, there's a whole, there's a big, we've said this, there's a big Damien thing going on here, which could yeah. get... And now
1: there's two of them. Yeah, two of them. <laughs> so... <laughs> And I don't know what they're planning on doing with this girl with the wings, you know. I really was hoping they would sort of get over that, but she's still here. And um, well, is Bobby a brunette? Uh, At the uh, end here, when they, Bobby stays for dinner, you got two blonde
0: dudes. I don't know that he, he is, but I don't think he used to be. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not a big deal, but I no. thought I thought, thought he's a brunette now. It's it's funny because um, they didn't take any and they they didn't like mention the fact that Bobby's changed considerably in his uh, depiction yep. since then so there's nothing about him being gay in here and that's not necessarily bad um because it, there wasn't really a spot for it but it does make it interesting when you play the old story back against the modern interpretation and he's mm-hmm. feeling ostracized from the group, and like he doesn't fit in, and doesn't know why, and it's not really named, and that's kind of interesting. If you want to apply that to it, I don't know if it's intentional or just what how I'm reading into it, but it's it's an interesting layer. Well, it's
1: there, I think it's there if you want it to be. I, mean, I think that's you know I mean. the the surface level thing is that he was much younger mm-hmm. and the, the butt of the jokes so that he doesn't fit in because he's significantly younger than that, the rest mm-hmm. of the X Men. I don't think I knew but that. But you can, yeah, he's like. He's like 13 or something. He's like Robin compared to the, the rest of the, you know, the okay. rest of them are in their 20s, and um, so they treated him like a kid. And the whole thing was in, he was training in the Danger Room with the safeties on, and they were making fun of him, and even Gene laughed at him. So, or but you you can also take it as he just generally feels out of place for, because he's of his sexuality, which he doesn't he's not aware of yet. Mm-hmm. So it all works, I think. Yeah. This is this is a great comment. I think if you're not a Fantastic Four reader, this is a great issue you can just check out, and I think it's a you can really enjoy it. It's a. And if, if you're a Fantastic a, Four a reader who's, who's lapsed, and
0: you've been like ah oh, hasn't been into me lately. But if you're looking for like a, a Fantastic Four, you know, it's a one
1: shot. It, it's not it, it ends. It's a it's a complete story. It's a Marvel comic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just feels like a Marvel comic. I know we say that sometimes. It's sort of an undefinable quality sometimes. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. This week we had a a shootout at the um, patron pick. Which we're going to talk about in a minute And this, was, this book was the second place book by one vote uh, After leading for most of the, the the voting period So I figured we should talk about it
0: Yeah, Department of Truth number 1 uh, Written by James Tinian the Fourth Art by Martin Simmons <laughs> uh, Letters by Aditya Bidikar Who I've, I saw his or her name a few times this week And I thought, oh, there's a new letterer in town um there's a
1: couple of new letters in town this week uh, yeah
0: i've been seeing the names pop up a lot more recently which is interesting this is From
1: image comics this is the
0: newest release from image um so i i i probably would have skipped this uh but i knew it was like in the running for uh the patron pick and so i just sort of read it pre preventively the reason that i would have skipped it is and i'm gonna I've, I've, I've yet to be very impressed by James Tinian. I don't think he's a bad writer, but he's not been a writer who's done almost anything that spoke to me for very long. And, and so I don't get excited about it. However, mm-hmm. he's got some heat on him. He's mm-hmm. definitely moved up in the DC organization. He's put out several creator-owned uh, books over f- several publishers. So I recognize that there's probably something there that I'm not seeing. So I... Start to read it, and and right away I'm kind of st- uh, struck, and not necessarily in a good way, by the art. Um, That's to me the big story here. Well, we've got we've got what reminds me. Uh, you know what I was like? I was like, this looks like a Joe Casey book. And you know, like there was a while in the 2000s where this was the kind of book that was coming out. I'm trying to think. Uh, not Mike Hawthorne. Who was the guy? Who did the truck driver book with him? H- no, Huddle, 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 Mike Huddleston. H- Mike Huddleston. Yeah, a uh, little like that. Little Ben Templesmith. Smith. Little of that action. Um on the on the on the good side, like the beginning is extremely abstract, and as you keep going it sort of settles into itself a little more. So you have this story where Hold well,
1: hold on, hold on. I well I'll continue, then we'll go back to the art, because that's where I really want to
0: talk about. But go ahead. You know what? Let's talk about the art. And then because I have So
1: other... here's my problem. Um okay. this kind of super abstract, not even abstract, just super stylized and and hard to follow is it reminded me a lot of Dave McKean on Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. yeah, And that really works because the characters are iconic. So you know you're looking at Batman. You know you're looking at Joker. But when you're talking about a story full of just regular people, um, I don't think this is a good idea. It's, it was really hard to know who was who or what was going on. I mean, there was obviously the blonde guy, the main character. But, you know, a lot of old dudes in the mm-hmm. story. And it's like, is this the same old dude as before? And then at one point, and we're going to – get to the story in just a second uh there's a the characters are on a private plane and they're flying somewhere and one of the main scary guys says hey look out the window and the main character does and we're, we're all oh, supposed yeah. to be shocked and i don't know what the fuck i was looking at yep there's this two-page spread of the plane flying and we find out later it's a giant ice wall like game of thrones but you know it's there's it's very abstract. There's an overlay of a globe, uh, of like a flat map on it. There's the Earth. There's the Moon. And I just, I kept looking at it, going, I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at here. I, I think if you're having a big reveal like that, yeah, you're, to be you're 100% a big moment. right. Moment in the story, I was like, is what? Well, are they flying into an abyss? Is like, what is this? And then the next page is like, you know, is that an ice wall? And I was like, well, I guess it is. See, but the art
0: didn't tell me. I thought that was supposed to be the flat end of the world. Right, because and, you don't know, you you just like what the fuck. And I that thought, well, at? it doesn't look like that. Yeah. Um. So no, you're you're absolutely right. That was a that was a big reveal, and it did not play at all. Now, I will say on the maybe artist, it looked nice. Maybe yes, art. I will say on the uh, other side of that, like the art. Simmons is
1: very very talented artist. Yes, just didn't work as a storytelling device, medium yeah.
0: or whatever. I I think, yeah, I think that maybe this wasn't the type of story that that this best goes with or, or at least the structure of this particular story because it's literally about mystery. So you could look at it and say well no, this art is mysterious but it there it was missing a clarity. It is very uh indicative. I think Dave McKean's a very good example or it felt a lot like um fell in places mm-hmm. to me. Um there's certainly pages where it really looks like it's it's produced that way. So th- that being said, it was an odd choice. I- at first I thought it was going to be because the the first the very first pages basically smeared. Again, not bad, but I was worried. I was like, this is going to be hard to follow.
1: Yeah, I was... I, the first... The, the cold open is Lee Harvey Oswald's uh, interrogation and some of the dialogue is straight from the newsreels. Mm-hmm. Um, which which I know because I watch JFK every week for like a year and a half in college. Or not a year and a half. A semester and a half. He's um, not kidding. <laughs> we had a Thursday JFK day in my apartment. Um, uh, so... As I, was I, start, like, I, was like, I was like, oh, this is gonna be really rough to follow, especially at yeah. what's it, 12 panels a page for the whole issue, but it it did it did become more clear. That's it leveled out. It.
0: And and so at the beginning I thought, well, I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna do my best to give this a fair shot because I like I like this. This is interesting. This is something I know about. And as we kept going, um I thought it got better because it was subtle enough. However, there was a point for me where it became too on the nose. It, it all of a sudden uh, it was like, oh, we're going to talk about all the issues of the day, and we're going to talk about conspiracy theories and right wing alt right internet, and and flat earthers and the rich and the oligarchy and Coke Brothers. Yeah, and I and I I think that there's a place for that. I I always have a very hard time with art exploring these kinds of historical occurrences at the time that they're happening because i feel like it uh, it felt very much like a really intelligent take that was that came completely off twitter
1: well yeah that's like every, every I know. creator now it, it's it's hard to not have context in the world you yes. know you, you need some
0: remove I, I
1: didn't dislike this i i didn't either i i
0: i really liked I it a lot more than i thought it, i would yes but i
1: did enjoy it um, the art was a real problem, and that's sort of, you know, foundational to co- a comic. Mm-hmm. And the twist was, I couldn't decide if I liked it or I groaned at it. It was, yeah, you're right, the but
0: re- it was interesting. Of twist, and it a was reveal. It was unexpected. and We
1: haven't told people the story in case they've read it. So yeah. basically, the high level is it opens with the Lee Learby Oswald. Uh, interrogation. These two shadowy government guys come in, clear the cops out, and they have a very oblique conversation where they're not saying what they would they really want to be saying because they would be giving us too information. Information, but clearly Lee Harvey Oswald is involved with something to do with this assassination. Cut to the present day, where this sort of uh, bookish FBI agent who is a, a instructor, he's he's not a field agent, is brought in uh, to be questioned by some shadowy government organization because he just had this strange experience the 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 conversations happening in the basement of the library of congress, he thinks they're gonna kill him. And uh, he recounts the story of he invest you know, he helps investigate or he helps track, you know, right wing groups on the internet. And he got he went to a flat earth conference because he because a lot of things were happening around that conference. And he ends up sort of falling into this conspiracy of flat earthers run by stand-ins for the Koch brothers who clearly have a bigger agenda, and um, then at the end, something is revealed to him, which I'm not going to say because... Yeah, no, uh, that, that
0: makes sense. It, it, and, the, and the problem... Right? Yeah, I'm going to go with the problem, is like I said, it's it's it starts, as we keep going, it starts to get more and more on the nose. Like, it's constantly... I, I, let me finish this sentence before you write me a letter. It's constantly pointed out that these are white men, and they're all the same, and like this, and... That is a real thing that is a source of problem or whatever, but like I know it and and it just feels like armchair T-shirt slogan uh, social commentary, if that makes sense. Like I, I want or if you're going to do that, you, you better be funny about it. In fact, there's bits here where I like he had at the, at the Flat Earth convention. They're all dressed the same. Yeah, And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Maybe you're going to have a little satire or humor thing here. But if it was that, it didn't play. It's not Mark Russell. I thought that they let him into the circle way too quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. They find out he's an FBI agent. Instead of being really suspicious about what he's doing there, they're like, oh, great, we got one of you on our side. Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys aren't even going to vet him? <laughs> like, you're going to bring him into the ballroom with the movie playing and the really rich, powerful guys watching it and the lady with the red dress and... Mm-hmm. Just like that, but.
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, like if I'm comparing this to Billionaire Island, there's a clear win. Like they're both saying the same thing, more or yeah. less. You know, about, yeah. about 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 culture, about society. Uh, it's just it was just. It's a lot of good ideas here, and there's probably too much.
1: Well, that's sort of the usual knock on 10 is there's too much, but mm-hmm. I I liked it enough that I'll probably read another issue.
0: Me too. And I, and, I, and I know that I, there's there's criticism, but a lot of it is me coming to terms with trying to understand what I'm doing and, and what I'm reading and seeing if, if maybe I'm wrong about some of these uh, presuppositions. But, there, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad work. It's interesting. It's just, thoughtful.
1: You know, for me, it becomes an issue of when does the really interesting and well-made collage work collide with storytelling? Yeah. And at, at the end of the day, fair. you need... You need to tell a story with the art as as interesting as it looks, and if there's a lot of more problems like we had in this issue, that might that might be the thing that keeps me from reading more of it. Is is uh, I, like I, look you he can put he can put together a p- art piece really well, but if if I can't tell what's happening and it, it doesn't do its job because it's a story, you know, first and foremost.
0: I think that that's hardest in the first issue, though. I mean, like it yeah. it, it should get easier from here, and so that's your so. real challenge. At least you can tell the main so. character is.
1: Yeah, luckily he, but. I just was really stuck on that one double page spread, which was supposed to be a big moment in the book. And just I, if you I, can't if you can't communicate what that means, then that's a failure as a storyteller.
0: I think it needed like I know that's not my that, that's I I agree with that problem. It's not my biggest problem. I think my biggest problem is that I think it needed about one or two more passes to really shore up what it is and what it's doing and what the tone is and trying to keep it consistent. Because it mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a good sense of what it is. It's it's clever doesn't do it for me. It's not enough. You know, like, like there's good ideas, but the, but the delivery method needs to be refined. And, you know, I, I definitely have a problem with, with on the nose social commentary. Like yeah. it's, it's very,
1: well, you, you said it correctly. It's, it's, it's Twitter commentary. Yeah. It's, and that's not
0: deep enough. I have, I have, well, I don't have it, but you know, like the, the, that exists for that. When I come to art, I want, I want deeper. I want the next level of thinking from that. And I think oh, either that, or I want it to be funny as shit. One of those two things.
1: Injustice Year Zero, number seven. Tom Taylor. S- Kyan? Tormy?
0: Uh, I mean, if it was Keen? Irish, it would be Keen. Keen? But I don't Keen. I bet it's Keen. Keen, Keen. Tormy. That's my guess. Keen
1: Tormy. Rain Beretta, Wes Abbott. This is part seven of the digital first prequel to the Injustice series that we didn't read. Um, I haven't as read sl- half of it. <laughs> oh, I haven't. I even Well... Once we decided we weren't doing it for the books, at least anytime soon, I didn't have not start reading it. Um, It's really good. This is the slow (sighs) build-up to all of our favorite characters being massacred.
0: I know, but uh, escape that. No, but this was a great issue. It was so good. It was, uh, you know, we're going to keep going back and flogging this horse, but, man, Tom Taylor writes these characters in such an interesting way. Uh, And even, like, there's this bit where uh, Amazing Man is attacked and the way that he escapes it by touching a doorknob and turning himself into what brass or whatever, mm-hmm. like that was really wonderfully done as is a as a, as a comic book sequence, you know. Uh, yeah, this
1: yeah this is the aftermath of the Joker getting that mystical artifact that allows him to take over people's bodies. In the last issue, he, he used it to take over Alan Scott and to stab um, and kill. Which one did he kill? Dr. not Dr. Midnight because he's uh, a... uh wasn't
0: it no it wasn't Dr. no, I don't know don't worry uh, Wesley Dodds Sandman
1: yeah Sandman he kills Sandman and then he he falls out of the sky because the Joker doesn't realize that there's a there's a limit to how long the ring can stay charged but now he's in the hospital his uh husband I guess mm-hmm. I don't know his partner husband boyfriend is there and I just I love the scene between him and Superman that was a terrific terrific scene the the,
0: the characterization part of that where he walks in and, and the guy's like I, I already answered all Batman's questions he's like I'm not here for that and he just talks to him it's like yeah. oh this is this is the, the top Superman and then Superman walks out of the room and Batman's like what did you learn he's like I didn't go in there for that and then something else like he's like what do you think he's not lying like so he did go in for that he meant it it was real but he still took something out of it that was useful that he could give yeah. to Batman I just I thought that was a really delicate nice nice balance also I dug um after the assassination fails and we we get back to the, I don't know this this thing going on with the Joker is really interesting and I'm I'm liking the way that it's being portrayed. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a page it's you know, 18 on your digital reader there. Uh, he's sitting back in the chair and he's like, why isn't this as much fun? And he's still the Joker, but he's got this whole other thing going on. You know, yeah. I just it was really I thought it was really subtly interesting. And then you know, we once again have to make. Uh, Harley Quinn into a hero because that's what yeah, always happens. And uh...
1: although the, I did like the moment, it was reminiscent of you know the shocking bit in Mad Love where he backed her. You know, mm-hmm. way back in
0: the '90s when it was before
1: you know Joker treating her mm-hmm. like a rag doll was a normal thing. Where he makes he makes some decision and has her jump off this the mm-hmm. top of this giant staircase. And that one panel where she's in the air. You know, in this beautiful of swan dive, because yeah. he's got this mind control power, is is shocking because she's she's about to fall very far, mm-hmm. not to her death, but certainly to her injury. And the beauty of her jump compared to what he's making her do, yeah. the the horribleness of that was sort of
0: shocking. Yeah, and then the then the cut to the page of her like in the bed, it's sad. it's really sad. And. Yeah. Uh, now that that being said, I'm 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 so I'm so tired of these characters. So for me to be able to talk about it in that well, way, well, it's
1: funny because I, you've been saying that and I get it, but I don't agree. But then this week,
0: mm-hmm. I looked
1: like I had all my books downloaded, and when you have, I usually I use my list view, mm-hmm. to you read my books and it, where it shows you all of the books you've just downloaded, mm-hmm. and uh, I had three Batman books in a row, and all three had Pioca on the cover, and I was like, well, okay. I get it. It's, it's like, I understand, I understand what Josh is saying. And it was like this and three Jokers, and then there was the Joker Warzone book altogether. together. And I was like, okay, that's a lot of Joker on the cover. Like They were all his face in close-up.
0: Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's a lot.
1: But I just would be great if— the, It for doesn't once... even
0: count Batman, which is the Joker War, and the— Right. It's just...
1: It, it just— it would be nice if for once Harley didn't turn and join the heroes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, just for once. I realize she's really popular, and, you know, she's got a cartoon—
0: but you've but, got that story. Let this be a different story or just leave her out of it then. If you, ha- I mean, right. it's they're not going
1: to do that. Well, we're going to talk about more joke in a minute, but let's talk about Marvel's X number five from Alex Ross, Jim Krueger, w- Welby, and Corey Pettit. And I, I struggle to say why I love this, but I do. And I'm really glad you made me read it. And much like Fantastic Four, this feels very classic Marvel. I mean, it does include the one page where Wellby does a really convincing Jack Kirby. Um, but it's strange because it's it's... It's not a new story. It's not breaking any ground. You know, it's 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 a well-trod area, but I think partially it's because all the characters are wearing their classic 80s Marvel costumes, but it just feels like a warm blanket, especially this issue where, where all the heroes basically
0: show up. And, and there's, like, like, almost oh. no action. They're literally all yeah. in a room talking.
1: They're all hanging out in the Baxter building, and it's just one hero after another that gets the little spotlight with this kid. You know, Daredevil and Spider-Man and, and Falcon and and Beast and classic Beast mm-hmm. from the 80s. And, you know, it's just everything, everything was fun. And then, the you know, I love the back matterness because you get to see Alex Ross's sketches and he does these incredible sketches. But the yeah. sketches, for me, spoiled something. It spoiled who the guy in the hat is.
0: Oh, did it? Yeah. Because of the name?
1: Well, I, I just didn't look too closely at the guy at the hat, the mysterious guy who is wearing fedora mm-hmm. and sort of leading the villains. And in the back, there's a sketch of him. He's called the Demon.
0: Oh, I see him. But
1: he's very clear who that, who that person yeah. is in the yeah. sketch.
0: I didn't notice that. You just spoiled it, even though See, That's it's what Was in the show. That, that's but fine. I, was,
1: I just thought that was funny that they was spoiled that one that way. But anyway, that's not important. It, yeah. And what's important is, like, as a Marvel fan, I can't believe you you, you wouldn't enjoy this book, because this is just like, as a Marvel I mean, it's about but the a, a it's Marvel a, fan of a certain age would really feel. It's like about a the
0: heroism movie. of these characters as people. Yeah. I think that actually there's a really in the face of nothing. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean that's that's another thing. That's that's sort of a, a strength that is happening over in um, what's the the this is like deceased. Yes, deceased. Uh, you know, is that the stakes are there, and so you know you've taken away the safety net of everything, and that that gives it a certain weight that it wouldn't before. But there's a really nice scene. Other than, um,
1: other than EarthX being, you know, coming next you, know whoever's right. in EarthX is not going to die, but I
0: don't remember um, that. Yeah, I don't remember very well. So, but I, I'm just taking it on its own. There's a scene yeah. where Spider Man has sort of like, he gathered himself up because he's more, like, in this, he's more messed up the, than the dude was in uh, Into the Spider Verse. Uh, he's, right. he's having a hard time. And uh, he's, he's, he's sort of pulled himself together thanks to talking and working with the little kid. And he sees Iceman and Angel. Uh, in their in uh, these great costumes and and I love the notes on the costumes in the back by the way um and and they 're delivering groceries to people uh yep. you know via ice slides you know <laughs> and they 're not doing it they're like they keep calling it their own business, but they 're not taking money for it they 're just out right. there doing good because since everybody has superpowers, then they they don 't need to do any superheroing, so you know this is the thing that they can do to help people it 's the people who can 't go out. You know, because they look a certain. There's one shot like of the people getting their groceries in one of the windows, and you know, there these weird mutant-looking folks, but they're really happy and they're saying thank you and like it's just it's just like a little sweet nod to the heroism of the people and what form that takes.
1: I think. Right. They're they're not they don't need to be punching supervillains to be right. who they are. It's it's helping people. And if people can't go outside because of all the superhero violence then they can't get groceries, and I might as well send them down the ice chute.
0: Yep. Yeah. It was fun. is fun. It, it's, it's been a nice little little story that is uh, unexpected uh well be uh find it difficult to say cuz I don't know what I'm saying. Uh really perfect for this. There's this, mm-hmm. there's this little interlude with, with Luke Cage and Nighthawk and it just <laughs> ends with the two of them like like doing the the manly arm clasp handshake.
1: <laughs> I could wait for Nighthawk to be bad just cuz mm-hmm. that's yeah. what you'd expect You're and then it just but it wasn't. It's was nope. like he wants to help <laughs> and it just this this felt like I was, you know, besides the fact that Welby's a very modern artist and is a terrific artist. But it felt like I was reading a comic in 1985 again. Like, yeah. It just was great. Everyone yeah, was, was really great. Fun. I really liked the scene with the kid who's black and Falcon, mm-hmm. who who wanted to talk to Falcon. And, I was, you know, um, it was great. Uh, the kid just loves Captain America. And so they have a nice chat about that.
0: Yep. It was good. It
1: was good. This was, I mean, I would have, I think I would have picked Fantastic Four, but this would have been
0: something I would have thought long and hard about. Those are the two that I think were, were in the final contention at the end. Yeah. But again, like, you know, the, the strengths of both of those things I don't think are immediately apparent. Like, it's given me a feeling. Why is it? What is it about this thing that, that does that? And uh, that's why I like these discussions. Quick break time. Let's talk about
1: how you can help support this show. We thank everyone who does so. Patreon.com slash iFanboy is the main way you can do that. You can go there and support us directly. You get all kinds of perks. You help unlock stretch goals, which leads to more content for everybody, including uh, media splodes and talk splodes and book splodes. The next stretch goal we have is the G.I. Joe Corner show. We did the G.I. Joe Corner segment during the time when there was new, new comics. People really liked it. They wanted to keep going. We can do that. Uh, If we hit our next stretch goal, patreon.com slash ifanboy. And then right after that, on the heels of that stretch goal is the the quarterly barbecue video show. So if you want to see either of those things or you just want to help keep the show going, help support the show and get your nice perks, patreon.com slash ifanboy. Ifanboy Ifanboy.threadless.com is where you can buy t-shirts or masks or phone covers or bath mats, other things, hoodies, notebooks. Anything. anything in our eight designs we've
0: got going there. Is there anything, I is there anything sexy? Can you get anything sexy with iFanboy you No, know, I haven't it?
1: really delved into that. I guess anything I
0: is sexy if you need it to be.
1: De- depending on who you are and what you're doing with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: iFanboy logo, Herm, Pickleby sexy podcast. Sexy phone covers. Ratings <laughs> One of the lecture of GDAT. Nothing makes sense, nothing matters in Stay Home and Read Comics. All those designs are available there. And we, will, we continue to give a portion of our uh, profits on Stay Home and Read Comics to the Comic Book United Fund. So thanks for picking up those items com slash support, that's where you can help us out directly via PayPal. Again, if you are a Luxembourgian banker and need to, to put your cash somewhere, com slash support. Then IfMbo.com slash Amazon, you can buy all the books we talk about via uh, the books bloat show, and I just updated that page. So mm-hmm. it's it's current. So you can buy all the books books there as well as a general Amazon shopping link. And we thank everyone who does all those things to help support the show. You do keep us going. I just sunk a bunch of money into an upgrade for my equipment, so and that comes from the various support we get. So thank you for
0: for doing that. Uh, he's also been undergoing a massive technological uh, mystery campaign exploration at home to try oh. to figure out how to make something work. So d- don't ever think that he doesn't care about you. <laughs> that's, that's what God. I know. We can't, we can't, we can't get into it now, Connor. It's banging too... my head against the wall. Why well, this isn't, Connor? What, what, what hurts? This hurts. That's what <laughs> it is. <laughs> John Constantine, Hellblazer number ten. Uh, I'm just gonna tell you right now. I think there's two more of these. You're two, probably yep. gonna have to hear about it. So, That's fine. suck it. I'm not excited about. I'm not not you. I'm just the, the listeners were like oh. this again. The royal well, you. Here's why: is uh, we thought I thought this was gone forever from my life, and it, it returned, and it returned in beautiful fashion, and it's about to be gone forever in my life again. So. <laughs> And, and I genuinely back, think
1: that how it happened, what the reasoning was, it's all a mystery. It just it you you had this weird one year gift mm-hmm. handed to you, and we we'll, we can eulogize it when it finally ends. I'm I'm really curious what you thought of this issue because this issue, it seems to me, as someone who didn't read the last series, um, was very much uh, was that was at the bar from the final issue of the of the series. Like, is that all tying in? It's I'm not sh- I'm not
0: sure that was long enough ago that I don't really remember, so i was really I really have been going more on the tone and if the characters feel right and the stuff that's happening sort of fits in with with my idea of it um i this wasn't pick of the week uh because I'm not entirely sure what to make of it, but I know that there were a lot of things that I did like largely uh i was I was really happy to see that old John and new John are now together and talking because while I don't want it to end I need I need to we need to get get moving with this. Um, well, you
1: you were skeptical of this old John new John. So what did you think now that they finally met and hang, and
0: I'm not there? sure. I'm not sure where they're both coming from. Like I kind of I get the idea of old John wants new John's soul and I I liked the logic of why it has to happen the way it did in the explanation. It's very um I mean, it's a dream sequence for the most part, but yeah. and, and it, so it's not entirely clear what's real and what's not, and there's a lot of double talk and sort of intrigue around stuff. So, part of it is that I'm not sure what to make of this yet. But there is a bit where, um, basically, all of the friends that we have met over the course of this story, that you know, the new relationships that John has made, in classic Constantine style, you know, they're all. Uh, well, they're not really ended, but they're you well. Know, they're like... brutally
1: murdered right. in a God Godfather esque sort of montage. The you know the Scottish bouncer, the the mute, the the new the hippie, uh, the hippie alchemist mage guy, and then another one, mm-hmm. and we, it's revealed to not
0: have actually happened. But I was like,
1: oh, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. So like you had you got that feeling. You got the same way that John had the feeling reading it was you did too. Um, and I wasn't because these ten issues, we've 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 really, yeah. Spurrier's done a terrific job of making them interesting
1: and funny and and re- feel real and which is feel what important which is what John. Ennis did.
0: That that was the yeah. thing that he did best. And, and it's the same, And you, if you've read any Constantine, you know that people who get close to John, people who you like, people who he likes, do not fare well. And and so, but the trick of it is to kind of make you forget that that's going to happen. Then when it does, you go, oh right, this always happens. Um, <laughs> so you got a little reprieve from that. And I th- that was very Constantine. That was very, you know, how it was supposed to be. And, and like, when it happened, I was like, oh, I can't be mad. That's what happens. Uh, but it was a little more uh, complicated than that. Um, so, like I said, I, I think the next two issues are going to help clarify what happened here to me mm-hmm. a little bit better. Um, but it was, it was great. Like, it's, it's, it's spot on target. And, again, no idea how this even got published in the first place. No. Wh- I'd love to find out why. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I, really, really. I would like to think it would be the purity of like this was a great pitch, and the first script that came in was amazing. Like, right. you know, that should be enough, but it's not. Um, well, there's, there's no
1: other media tie-in. You know, it's not like he's TV show still on. He's mm-hmm. a character on Legends, but he's, you know, it's not like they would. T- t- I mean, I would have a and, hard and time. I, I can't. None of those other characters have books. So like, it's just interesting.
0: And I can't imagine this is selling even close to what Hellblazer was when it was canceled originally at three hundred. Yeah, I mean, not. I don't know. That's speculation completely. Oh, it's Joker time.
1: That second Black Label book in a row, Batman, Three Jokers, Jeff Johns, Jason Fabok, Brad Anderson. I, and I just wanted to mention this continues to be the best Batman book being published. However, uh, there was a moment here where they, they had Barbara and Jason Todd kiss. And I was like, no, 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 no. um but luckily luckily Barbara's was like yeah that should that should not have happened we did they were just both very upset and you know dealing with the joker stuff and and uh it was like a moment of weakness which is fine it it makes it interesting but i I was really worried they were going to make this into a thing now obviously it's black label it's out of continuity but still i was just like nope 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 no 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 and for the second week in a row no i don't remember when that batman the continuing adventures happened but here we get Joker beating Jason Todd the crowbar again, and it was pretty br- brutal again. Um, but that's to be expected in a Black Label comic, not in an animated series book.
0: <laughs> um, very quickly, I-, I wanted mm-hmm. to mention um, Superman Man of Tomorrow number 16. This is the digital series. Mm-hmm. I noticed on the cover that the name of the writer was Kenny Porter, and I thought Kenny Porter was a listener to the show for a long time. I'm not sure if he still is. And uh, and uh, it was I was just really sort of proud to see somebody from the sort of uh, old school. i I, I've, did fan you confirm it was him? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wrote to him and I just said, congrats. Oh. And I, I checked in and it was, and it was, and I, and it was a fun little Superman dark side, you know, out, out thinking dark side little sort of the, the, those, those, um, digital first stories are sort of basic one and done shots. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, a little fun Superman story, uh, perfectly entertaining, and and you know very much about like this is who Superman is and that problem solving. It's not reinventing the wheel. Um, Scott Collins art, uh, you know, a great little story, and it, and it's just always re- really great to see uh part, extended members of the family, uh, start to do good and make it out there. He's done other comics before that, but you know, Superman, Superman. So,
1: Batman, the Joker, War Zone. Number one, this is just a one-shot, and this, this sort of ties together with everything we've been talking about. More Joker, more James Tinney in the fourth, um, and I wasn't, gonna, I, I wasn't going to read this, but then I saw the creator team. It's, it's, an, it's an anthology with, featuring five stories, two by James Tinney and the fourth, but one by John Ridley, mm-hmm. who is the Oscar-winning screenwriter who is doing that Batman miniseries coming up, one by Joshua Williamson, one by Sam Johnson. I don't know who that is, so this was actually really strong. I love. I mean, I love these. You don't. You don't love them mm-hmm. as much, but I love these short story anthologies. Um, this taking place to the side of the Joker War, and I'm not enjoying that. But there was good stuff in here, including the first story, which is Tinian and Guillaume March, in which the Joker, before he breaks out of Arkham, goes to see Bane and yells at him for killing Alfred because it was wasted. You know, he didn't even do it in front of Batman, and it was a really great sequence where he's like this is the one guy you could have killed that would have hurt him as much as his parents and you did it in front of robin you didn't even make him watch like it was this really great you know breakdown of joker's understanding of batman's psyche and like like, you could have been the greatest villain of his life if you had done this properly but you didn't because you're an idiot and it was just it was really good (laughs) i was impressed and then the john ridley story was good it was all about the fox family
0: you've got the master of batman torture standing right in front of you yeah He's telling you.
1: He's like you wasted it on a Robin. What the hell's wrong? Like it was, it was good. It was really good. And That's then grim, but it's good. John Ridley was a Batwing, Lu- Lucas Fo- Lucius Fox sto- family story, which was good. Uh, Olivia Coipel drew it and it looked terrific. And then um, the Sam Williams story was a Poison Ivy story. I oh, oh, the Josh Williamson story I want to talk about was had David Lafuente art and it was about spoiler mm-hmm. and uh, Cass- Cassandra on a mission just a fun little mission to take yeah. out these dumb villains and uh, and they decide that the they, their, their original mission is to go find the backup bat signal cuz their their main one's been broken and they think that people need the symbol in the air and um they end up decided they need to put the bat symbol on their costumes because the symbol's important so the last shot is them sort of jumping into the sky. They both have the bat symbol on their costumes now. Mm. And it's cause Cassie's wearing the old bat girl outfit. Oh,
0: I've cut that out this Wait, yeah. the old old one or the Yeah the
1: old like well not not the exactly like the, the stitched up one, but yeah, the yeah. black one with ah. the face mask. In. Yeah. I She's not wearing her her orphan outfit. She's wearing her
0: Right. Okay. I love that that was that was such a good mini series. Yeah, it was all a
1: series. It was a series, yeah. It was very strong. And then the last Tinian story was what was that one about?
0: The Poison Ivy story. That was alright.
1: Oh, the last Tinian story was drawn by James Stokoe
0: Yeah, I was looking at that just now,
1: and it was really—I mean, the story was fine, but the art was terrific. Really, really good. So it was a—it was a fun anthology. Even if I don't really care about the main story, it was a nice little character pieces in there. I was really impressed by the Joker story that Tinian wrote. This is Tinian week.
0: No, well, there you go. It's Indian week. Good for him.
1: Those are the books we're going to talk about, but over at patreon.com slash ifanboy, the patrons get to vote to add a book to the rundown. Any book they want. Like we said at the top of the show, it was a crazy week where the Department of Truth was the leader for the first like 36 hours of voting, and then Shang-Chi very slowly but surely took the lead over and never looked back. Uh, Shang-Chi number one, Marvel Comics, written by Jean Luen Yang, art by D.K. Ruin.
0: Oh, yeah, DK and Philip Tan. Pope Philip Tan did the, 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 the he did yeah the flashback bits. Sebastian Chang
1: and letters by Travis Lanham. Um, Shang Chi obviously was announced as the next big Marvel movie, and it wouldn't have been out by now. I don't think they'd never shot it. Who knows anymore with all the shooting schedules and coronavirus? But um, they're obviously banking on Shang Chi is the next big thing. Jean Liu and Liang is the next big thing, and has been for a while. So this was an interesting pairing. I know there are a lot of fans of Philip Tan. I was so happy he was not the main artist. I just don't like his work. He just doesn't... I don't respond to it. So when the flashback ended, I was like, oh, God, thank you. <laughs> um, so this was very much an introduction to Shang-Chi, which is a character I don't really know that much about. He's a 70s, you know, from the from the time in culture in America when Kung Fu was big. So he was introduced to Marvel in the 70s as sort of that character. And I I'm sure I've seen him in a story. I'm sure it involved Iron Fist. But... I don't know anything about him so this was a nice introduction to him his world and the characters in it.
0: Yeah, I realized that too is that like he's a character who you see around sometimes yeah. and and there's been a couple of half-hearted attempts to bring him back or do a mini series here and there. Um but yeah, I I don't really know anything about him. I couldn't have told you his backstory. I just know that you know he's he's good at martial arts. That's a that's about the end of what I knew. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that as an introduction to this character, and it feels it it it's a little disappointing in that it you know is scheduled in such a way that it was you know supposed to be the lead into making this character sort of a big deal, and hopefully there would have been a tie into it. But that's you know like you said, that's not going to happen. So it's got to stand on its own. Um, and I I, I don't know exactly. I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't know where it was coming from. Uh, so they're starting from ground zero, and mm-hmm. it was okay. That's yep. that's that's my take on it.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean the thing that Jin uh, Luen Yang is the master at his own work, and his his big two stuff has been not all, I don't want to say just okay, but like I liked Superman a lot. Um, I, mean, was, I mean,
0: Superman smashes the Clan, which is sort of outside yeah, of that, but, was was fantastic, yeah. but.
1: That they're probably the best melding of his, his personal work and corporate work. But, like, this was okay. And it was very introductory, so it's really hard to judge. Mm-hmm. The tone was a little bit you – know, he writes YA comics mm-hmm. and – Sort of. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, they're YA books. And uh, this, this tone was sort of in that realm, but not, but sort of. Um, I, again, it's a very introductory book. And, and, the art was okay. I thought the art was solid, but it
0: didn't like blow me away or anything. Yeah, I'll tell you what I liked. Um, I think, I think as an introduction to the character, I can I can probably this is the best Shang Chi story I've read. So <laughs> right. you know, it's not a high bar, but it, it it told me more about this character than I'd known before. Uh, there's a bit where we cut to Chinatown after we go after we're in the mysterious League of Kung Fu Assassins or whatever they are, and they have their little battle, um, you know, and that's fun. Uh, And we get, and he's working in this uh, little Chinese bakery uh, in Mm -hmm. San Francisco. And I thought that part was really interesting because you sort of get to know who he he is. And and the point is, like, if he's not a hero for hire and he's not out doing stuff, he's got to get a job. So he's going to go work in this bakery. And the old lady there is, you know, the the old Chinese grandma or auntie, you know, and she's cute and funny and sassy. And, you know, and and he's just a good guy. He's got a whole Clark Kent Mm -hmm. vibe going on there. Yep. A lady shows up from his past, and it's a mysterious sort of conversation, and then, uh, as, as happens in every martial arts book ever, people are in their room or their house, and then a bunch of people break in, and they have to fight them. <laughs> There's no martial <laughs> arts books, but that doesn't happen. Um, Smash I through I've the window. Two of them <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, and, you know, we, we learn it's, it's a family story. And that's that's kind of interesting because we get to learn more about the character through that. And I thought the last page, uh, you know, basically it's a it's a half page split, and and he's saying I have to save my little sister, and she's saying I have to kill my big brother. And I I thought, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. It's yeah. it's like uh, it's like the last Assassin's Creed game. But uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, I mean,
1: he he's he's supposed to be the leader of this yeah. group by by mystical right. But his he's not there anymore. So his sister, sort of, instigates in the coup and takes over the group. And so now they're going to come into conflict. And it's... there's a there's a there's a lawyer that thinks he's cute. There's this, you know, sexy British uh, Asian assassin 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 assassin. But uh, the original assassin. be
0: Hashishin, So you're almost there.
1: And uh, you know, there's all kinds of conflict for him. And I, you know.
0: I enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't it love was, it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was okay, and I I, th- I think it is a good entry of the character, so it kind of can go up from here. There's a lot of heavy lifting that has to be done here that isn't necessarily fun. It is fairly similar to the Kirkman book. It's very similar to Firepower. Yeah. Yeah. Um and the problem so, is
1: Firepower has Somni. Yeah. You know. Yeah. This, so this is going to fail, but this is not going to fail. Well, this is going to
0: look worse by comparison. This it is, except it, this is going to have a, a more uh, authentic feel. Like this will be more Chinese. Basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sure. the, like some of the characters uh who are not American will have the, there's more to it, you know, than than say Kirkman's interpretation of it. So that's that's a strength, I think, in that. Although it well, also sure. I'm yeah, talking with the art side. Yeah, no, oh, the art side, it's yeah, it's not even close. But uh, coloring's very good. I like that he's always sort of he's in red the whole time, so he kind of always stand out. Red I think red is the lucky color in Chinese yeah, it is. culture. So, you know, like that's there. It's just I, I one thing that I like is that Chinese culture is very different than, than our culture. And I think it can be difficult sometimes to um, interpret what's going on. But I, I always like the idea that there's something going on under the surface that I don't quite understand and that I will come to learn about as I keep going. It's just like learning about different pe- people in different cultures, even when it's not necessarily um, upfront in the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, Fen Fang Foom was in it. That's a really good point. And when it like just that seeing that name just makes me happy. I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, he has tiny <laughs> pants, right? <laughs> so, yeah, why isn't I spend wearing pants with Finn Bang Boom? Is
1: um, yeah, I mean, this is fine. Dragon Balls. It didn't you know blow my way, m- me away, but I enjoyed it enough to read more. And I'm looking forward to reading more, and we'll find out um, how this goes. Ratings, so let's do ratings. ratings. Chi number one, <clears throat> um, three out of five.
0: 3.25. Right. Sticking with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Patreon.com slash iFanboy. That's where you can go every patron can vote to add a book to the rundown. But those who give it the five dollar higher level get your own superpower live on the show. But before we get into that, I just want to issue a correction. Oh. So the IFANBOY Analytics Department keeps a spreadsheet of all of our powers. It's a spreadsheet uh you know database. Of powers and Chris the head of that department who sends out the report for us to read on last week's show Misinterpreted my power from last week and now I don't know if I was drunk and was not properly conveying the power mm-hmm. But I need to issue a correction at Chris This is how we just communicate to Chris by the way. It's through the show not through interop e- emails it's or better.
0: That's much better
1: um, it, The power was not that All right, Let's let's just use it an easy example if I was the patron and I punched Josh I don't turn into Biff Josh turns into Biff that's the power. He had it the opposite way. In the, in, in the database, he has me turning into Biff when I punch someone. It's when I, whoever I punch turns into Biff. Okay. That's the patron power. So if you were in a room full of people and I punched all of them, you'd have a room full of Biffs. Do you want to be surrounded by Biffs? That's what makes it interesting.
0: Okay. So you really all different think, kinds of Biffs. A lot of buttheads. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Make like a tree and get out of here. Um, you
1: have 50s Biff. You have Old West Biff. You have Middle aged. Vegas Biff? Question. But also, but then is, like middle age rich egg Vegas Biff, like you know all kinds of Biffs.
0: Is the style of Biff, um, random?
1: Yeah, it's totally random.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. he can't he can't choose who the, which Biff they become. Okay. But the point is the the punch E gets turned into Biff, not the punch er mm-hmm. That's okay. the, so that's, Chris that's needs fine. to make that connect that that's
0: correction good. in the database. Now let's move on. Yes, let's move on. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Hugo. Quilecini, which, that's my favorite name I've said in a it's,
1: while. It might be the best name we've ever said on the show. Could
0: be Kilichini, could be Kilichina. Uh, it doesn't matter. The, every way that you could possibly slice it, it's great. But, uh, Hugo Kilichini uh, is, uh, is 100% perfectly photogenic. There are no Ooh. bad, there are no bad photos of Hugo.
1: No bad angles. Nope. Always Always squared up to the camera. It's
0: not. It's not that. It's not like always looks beautiful or perfect in the photos. There's just. There's yeah. not bad ones. There's none of those half open like you know like your yeah. eyes sort of or you're looking the other way the wrong in the way. Middle of talking or, or you know yeah. like the angle that makes you look like a like Job of the Hut. There's none of that. He he's captured in photos optimally every time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's magic. I mean, don't no, don't. It totally is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure. Brandon D Bell. Is a vague precog. <laughs> <laughs> what that means is, is he's got a vague feeling about things. Whether he, hey Brandon, is it going to be okay? Uh, I think so. Like
0: if, maybe, or I mean, probably not. It's it's almost like. He can see the news, but he can't necessarily interpret the news very well.
1: Right. He, he's he's got a vague sense that yeah, I think
0: things will be okay, but you know,
1: you know, that's a, and... maybe or you know, not for a while. I don't think. I mean, you know, in a little while, not. He can't give you any specifics. How long? What's going to happen? It's more like he's got a vague feeling about things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, and, and that's that's really all he can do. <laughs>
0: All right. Do you want to do? Do you want to do this one uh, email, and we'll we'll call it a day. Sure.
1: Thanks for uh, being a patron of Patreon.com/slash/Fanboy. We did a hundred emails last week, but we'll do one more this week. Chris writes in. This this was an email meant for 750 which we'll probably do a bunch in the show coming going forward. Chris wrote in, says, "14 years listening and counting. When a musician is at their creative peak, oh, I know who this is. This is our friend Chris. Yes. When a musician is. is at their creative peak and churning out hits." It's referred to as their imperial age, like George Michael from 1984 to 1990. Two-part question. Who's in their imperial age now, and do you have a favorite imperial age from a creator? So I guess the question is, who's in their imperial age now musically?
0: No, I think and he means— And then also
1: it, comic-wise. I
0: think he means comic-wise. Oh. Okay. I mean, he's applying this—that like, applies to, to musicians, oh, and I obviously see. we are not qualified to make that uh, statement about a current Who's artist. in
1: their imperial age— now is yes. a very hard question. We talked about this last week.
0: I mean, my thing—you could easily make a case that that uh, Tom Taylor and Donnie Cates, as mm. writers, are in that Imperial Age. Probably, you're right. You're Although, right. I do think that they both have. I think they're early in it. If that's the case, I think well, that's
1: the hard thing. You and you, as you were talking about with the Department of Truth, is mm-hmm. is it can can you judge an imperial age as it's happening, or do you have to have yeah. remove context from it? No, but I think
0: you can look and say, well, it's been a heck of a run, you know, and we're we're working on it. Like like it could go either way. It's not 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 clear. I'm trying to think of an artist who who is in that, but I know there are plenty.
1: Well, there's plenty of great ones, but as we talked about last week, there's there's hardly anyone that's like moving the industry or changing the industry. Yeah, I think
0: that you have to talk about it from a just purely creative standpoint, where like this person is churning out great work. So if we looked, uh, uh, doesn't do a lot of work, but there's a certain point where you could have said like, Goran Parlov is in his Mm -hmm. imperial age. Like, I think it it sounds like Esa Ribic, Chris Omni. Yeah,
1: you know, like there's a lot of people. Do you think think Chris Omni's is over? No, his art's still incredible. I mean, you're talking about just the creative output. The art's still incredible. Yeah, I know.
0: But if if Art Adams drew a book today, you'd be like, "That's great," but you wouldn't say he was in that period. So what I'm wondering is, no, if true. you're talking about he, a six year period, is that? By over? the way,
1: Art Adams did do a page of
0: Legion this week. Yeah,
1: um, maybe. I mean, do you have to? Does it have to be combined with sort of sort of
0: hit making? Because don't like- know. I, again, I'm 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 almost. I think the only way I can go is by artistic merit. So I as
1: he says it's when they're at their creative and they're turning out hits. So I th- that's hard because the comics aren't really hits.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm going to go by creative on, on this just because that's the best way that I have to look at it. And It's funny because it, I think it's hard to make that judgment about times that you were not around for. So you can easily say, oh, Jack Kirby from 1962 sure. to 1968, but I don't really know. I mean, I kind of know, but I wasn't there. I didn't have that feeling, but I can say, uh, you know, Kurt Busick, from the late '90s to the early 2000s, mm-hmm. say '97 to 2003, right. that dude was destroying everything he touched in a good way. I mean, there's so many good comics from that period that he was involved with, from the institution of Astro City to the Avengers to Thunderbolts. Uh, you know, like he could, he was just hit after hit after hit. Avengers Forever, just amazing stuff coming yeah. out of that mind. Um, that would fit
1: the definition because it was creative, creatively and uh, financially successful. Yeah. so he was. He was a big deal. I mean, I would you know mark away from that era as well. Uh, on the other yeah. side, that they, they were sort of the two sides of the same coin at the time. I mean, the last real easy one is again what we talked about last week is is Bendis from 2000 to 2000 and like eight or nine. Yeah. And Jeff Johns pretty much at that same time. You know, every yep. between Action Comics and Justice Society and all the event stuff he did versus Ultimate Spider-Man and New Avengers, and that even if it was just those two books, Ben did a lot more than that. Powers and other things. Uh, everything he did was not only impactful but really good. So that those are the last, I think, two major
0: uh, Imperial Ages. Darwin, yeah. I mean,
1: Darwin's different because he wasn't as prolific, but everything. No, but he did if you go great.
0: 2004 to, you know, basically up through Parker, I mean, yeah. Basically, sure. like the new frontier through Parker was mm-hmm. was that. Uh, I would also go with um, I'm going to just say NS and Dylan together as a team mm-hmm. uh, from from the end of Hellblazer in through the first chunk of, of Preacher. Um, and not that Preacher got bad or anything, but like sort of those two creative. And actually, you could even take it into Punisher. I mean, like they, they were that was just an amazing team. You can I mean you can go like that forever.
1: I mean, there's there's the whole rucka run from the late '90s when Ooh. he was on Batman to and 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 then he was into um, Queen and Country through through the early 2000s, and then similarly, Brubaker. I mean, Brubaker is still doing great work, but he was much more in the mainstream of the. Of Brubaker's the industry a point.
0: little like Ennis in that way. Like he did his sort of uh, really like varied and interesting work in mainstream, and then he's like, "This is what I'm going to do now." And the stuff that he's doing now is really good, but it's it's not like the same. You know what to expect, and if you like that artist, you're going to like their albums. You know what I mean? But yep. it's it's not.
1: He's settled into a groove where he does his albums. Yep. He puts them out. People who and like him buy those. Does, makes the next one.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: He's not doing the talk show circuit. He's not. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Performing at arenas. He's just doing his albums.
0: He's Bob Mould. He's, he's he's Paul, he's Paul McCartney.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's working <laughs> at a farmhouse. Putting his albums out, and they're great. They're terrific.
0: I, I feel like I need to think of more artists who are who are doing that, but I'm having a hard time remembering them for whatever reason. There's well, been dozens of
1: them. Yeah, I mean, we, we, as we talked about, it's
0: tough. You Tom know. Tom King is in is in his. Yeah, he, I think he he's might be in the he might he's be ebbing. He I mean, I think fe- well, we don't like, know.
1: We just don't know what's gonna come next. That's yeah. the problem with being in the middle of it. I'm day, trying to fit it
0: in a six six year period for in my head for some reason, but I don't it's know why other than he just said that's the email. Yes, I know, I know. I'm just. That's, that's, it's, it's invalid. I recognize contact
1: that. at ifanboy.com. Great email, Chris. Sorry yes. we couldn't get it on last week's show, but it's
0: on this week's show. So there you go. You probably got more time and less drunkenness.
1: <laughs> book. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff coming, has come out and coming out. So we have our previously, at have, least, have our book explode review of Pluto Volume One. And we have our media splode, in which we talked about many things we were watching. And we also talked about Bill and Ted face the music. And we answered some, the first, we had our first. Media split email discussion in on that one, which was a good one, I thought. And now, coming up, here's what's coming up next week, we have, a, or, or soon, we yeah. have a Talks blow. It
0: should be this week.
1: Do you uh, want to tell who, who it is? Yeah. Uh, yes. By um, next week, I mean this week because yeah. we we'll recording is uh, before it comes
0: out. Yeah. Jean uh, Lun Yang, uh, writer of Shang-Chi. By the way, I had no idea Shang-Chi was coming out. And I had actually uh, moved the date that I was going to record with until after it came out. And I was like, well, that's, that's perfect timing. Um but I talked with Gene for quite a while about um his career and his work and his his latest book dragon hoops uh and and you know all the books in between and uh I, almost every time I get off one of these calls I'm pretty giddy I'm pretty happy i'm like that was so much fun to do and i and I hope that that goes on to you but I really felt that way after this one he was he's 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 a great guy and and an understated genius really Actually, no he's an official genius <laughs> he's an official judge. don't don't yeah, he's official genius. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't know why I put it
1: that way. Uh, so that's coming up soon, and then this month because we we fell behind on the t- last week's... book t- Splo- should have been last month. So this month you're also getting a book explode, and we're gonna tell you. We told you before it's Pulp from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. So it's it's the Image OGN that just came out, not just but fairly recently. So if you want to read along at home, Pulp from Image Comics is the next book explode, and then also I wanted to mention that. Again, September sort of got away from us. We missed our hangout. So we're going to do a special two-hour hangout this month on October 24th at the usual time. We'll post all the information. But October 24th, a special double-sized hangout to make up for the fact we didn't do one in September. And that'll be fun. So When, when
0: that happens, uh, you're going you're to have to bring your questions because we will yeah. fade out. Actually, not necessarily true, but still. We maybe yes, ready.
1: maybe no. Always be ready just in case. <laughs> <laughs> get over we can't do it all ourselves
0: it's well uh get over to ifm we do five shows a week i know i'm just more know. than that uh seven seven shows a week it har- it's hard when ron
1: we can't talk about everything because ron is a job so we have a limited amount of things we can talk Yeah,
0: he'll do it if you'll give him long enough <laughs> get over to ifimbar.com. you can find all of that stuff uh that, all of our podcasts all the shows that are there so far all the content that's ever been done just Look up Jimski. Look up Jeff Reed stuff. Just read through some of that great stuff from the past uh, if you have time. It's better than the news. You can find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out by liking Facebook.com slash ifanboy and following at ifanboy on Twitter at ifanboycomics on Instagram, uh, which will also feature the best of the week in panels. I don't, think I, I don't think I cut out a single panel this week. Even though I don't always post them, I always cut out some. Huh. So
1: just, it's just for you. It's just a special thing just for you.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, follow us individually, CS Patrick and Jay Flanagan, both on Instagram. I'm all done with Twitter. That's gone now, so that's not going to be a thing we go back to anymore. Over at our YouTube page, youtube.com slash ifanboy, you can keep up to date on the old video show re-uploads, uh, yes. which is a fantastic blast of the past. This week is the 2007 Holiday Gift Guide. You know what? <laughs> Some of those books might still be appropriate as we approach holidays now. Oh, Maybe, for sure. Yeah. So, like, there's there's definitely some perennial favorites in there, and of course, the 2008 New York Comic Con preview, which I watched, and it's, it's me. funny
1: because they're on two different tracks, you know, they're yeah. years apart, so it's confusing. But yeah, the the mini's funny because it's you.
0: It's I'm standing in front of the Javits Center, talking extremely fast with very big hair, and I'm so skinny. I remember that jacket that I I was like, oh man, that jacket doesn't even fit around my midsection anymore. It looks huge on me there.
1: If I if I recall, you almost get hit by a truck, at the end. And, yeah, you were, t- you were like, on speed. Like yeah, on well, cocaine. what
0: I want to know is, did you have, like, notes or cue cards of something? Because I was no, like, how we, do we, I? We,
1: we talked about it on the walkover, and I think we did two takes of it. Uh-huh. Wow. And with the first take, and it was like, okay, that was good. Now you talk about this, this, and, like, but, yeah. And then, I, also, I, you just mentioned the third show was comic books and music. So, oh. it was like comics. Comics are related to music. That That was the Friday episode. Oh, uh, cool. So music comics, like like Death Metal, or yeah, Black yeah. Metal? What was that book from Oni? It's,
0: yeah, even, but I don't and remember. Comics talking.
1: and music related together. That's the, the Friday show. But Monday's the mini, mini Mondays. Mm-hmm. We got Monday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday's when the new shows come out on YouTube. Or the new the new shows from old 13 shows. years ago. Yeah. But yeah, that was a funny mini. <laughs> it was funny. It's two minutes of Josh just talking as fast as he can and trying not to get killed by a, a guy just to, just out of the tunnel from Jersey. <laughs> Yep. So, if you like to show, please consider writing a review or leaving a star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to podcasts, whatever aggregator. As we mentioned, uh, we're now on on Apple Music, which now has a podcast section. So, if you uh, search iFanboy, you'll find it there. And if you if you use Apple Music and you want to you know follow us there, that'd be great. But you mean Amazon? Pod- that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Amazon.
0: Yeah, Because yeah. it's Apple Podcasts, and then so Amazon. Music Traps,
1: Amazon Podcasts. That's that's where we are now. But also, any any show you listen to. Uh, it's a great way to help support any show you enjoy is to leave a review and, a star, and or a star rating. It helps people find shows. And anytime time uh, that happens, people who make the shows do appreciate that. And we, and we all thank you. And even better than that is word of mouth. To tell your friends who are looking for podcasts or comic people or, you know, in the store, in the comic store. We used to have stores that would play our show in the background, which I think is funny. <laughs> um, so that we think everyone helps spread the word, and we do appreciate that. And that's it. This show feels short. It isn't. It's not. We're long actually. Yeah. Until week. No, I'm it's gone. It's not.
0: Here. You remember do you remember when you could go to movies and uh you could go see like an old movie? You remember remember mm-hmm. that was a thing? I saw Goonies yeah. like a year or two ago and it was the best. Oh, it's great. It was so much fun and I thought I oh my god, you know what I was about to say? They don't make movies like this anymore, but they don't.
1: They don't. Those things are now on T V like well, Stranger Things or whatever it's
0: or yeah, but that's the, just a reference of it. That's a shadow of a thing. Yeah, and, oh, and sure. And like, it, because it's so weird to me that so much of the stuff that we grew up watching was influenced by what the people liked before. So it's like serials and pirate movies and stuff like that mm-hmm. that they would have seen when they were kids. And now our kids are growing up with our weird interpretations of those interpretations. Like it's this echoing change. Yeah. Anyway. Echo of an
1: echo. It's, yep. it, it's an old, it's very pulp, serial-inspired,
0: like it's uh, over the top it's very yeah, it's, it's very it's, silly it's terrific though. some some uncomfortable not age well racial stereotypes but you know friends you talking mm-hmm. about the Italians yes that's what I meant <laughs>
1: so alright <laughs> until next week I'm caught. Kind of
0: oh so <laughs> oh my god oh I
1: just have chills
0: thinking
1: about the blunder oh,
0: oh. I chills <laughs> and then he says that I'm in a salad <laughs> <laughs> this kid's great